5.07. Tuesday's quickly becoming one of my favorite days of the week because we get to check in with Michael Spurgeon, the city manager in Broken Arrow for the BA Breakdown. Michael joins us live on the KRMG Evening News. How you doing, buddy? Skyler, I'm doing great. It's it's awesome to be on here every Tuesday to update folks what's happening in our great city. I want to start with something that I encountered last night. I was out doing a little storm chasing and I was in Broken Arrow when I got word of a house fire. So I ended up speaking with some of Broken Arrow's finest police and firefighters out on a scene of a fire out there. And it made me think, maybe we should talk a little public safety on the BA breakdown. Um, and since we have yesterday and then again tomorrow, we have these severe weather chances. Let's talk about uh, first responders and severe weather in Broken Arrow. We, we do this a lot with Tulsa. And I just want to be fair and say, hey, let's, let's check on how BA does it. What is the plan out in Broken Arrow with the police and fire department when they are preparing and responding to severe storms and potentially um, the aftermath? Well, first and foremost, Skyler, it's all hands on deck, just like every community. Whenever there is severe weather in, in Oklahoma, it's not if, it's it's when uh, we're going to experience it. It all starts with our emergency management director, Jamie Ott, who does an amazing job. We also have Major Tom Cooper from the police department, and they monitor the weather forecast. And they're providing, just like all communities do, an update periodically let us know once we, we go into to, uh, severe storm weather mode, uh, all of our public works department and public safety departments, which include the police and fire, uh, they're prepared to respond and react based on the situation that it's given. So for the fire example, if necessary, we'll bring additional units uh, on uh, based on the forecast. Uh, we have trucks ready to remove people from flash flooding events if that's if that's necessary. Uh, we have great relationships through our mutual aid agreements with fire and EMSs from, from our surrounding communities. The police, they work very closely. They're mainly our eyes and ears whenever there is a storm. They'll they'll spot something and they'll go uh, and turn it into dispatch. And then whether it's a street department that has to respond, the parks department, fire department, and we just coordinate our efforts through uh, the dispatch and uh, emergency management director, uh, Jamie Ott. I hate to make this comparison because I, I just don't have the information for you guys yet. But in Tulsa, we hear lately that staffing and manpower is the biggest um, concern when it comes to the police department. What's staffing look like out in BA? Everything good or do you need some people? Uh, you know, the, the bottom line is it's, it's an ebb and flow, quite frankly, you know, both the police and fire. I mean, everyone uh, reaches a point where they decide to retire. For example, right now, uh, we are down 11 police officers and we're getting ready to start another academy. So we're always trying to make sure that we're staying ahead and staying up to our authorized strength. I mean, we're not having any issues finding candidates. That process just takes a while when you do all the actual screening of the candidates uh, from the recruitment and then going through all the testing for the pension system and then going through the rigorous examinations to make sure we're picking the best and the brightest that are going to lead our police department or fire department respectively. The process does take some time, but I, I think that's important that you you, you pick the very best because – and the reality is these folks that go to work for the police and fire, for example, they're going to be here for more than likely 25 years. And so we, we, we take recruitment very serious, just like all communities do, to make sure we pick the very best because they are going to be called upon uh, to, to, do, to do their job every single day. This but is we're the, not having any problems to answer your question. Okay, sounds great. Uh, we're talking with Michael Spurgeon, the BA City Manager on the BA Breakdown. We do this every Tuesday just after 5 o'clock. And Michael, I want to make sure the listeners remember that they can be part of the conversation. We actually did get an open mic a little bit ago. Uh, they wanted to ask you about some road construction. 209th as it gets near Hillside Walmart and 61st Street as in between Lynn Lane and County Line are hoard on our front ends. Any plans to do road construction on uh, 209th and I guess over there on uh, Albany too? Absolutely. In, in one word, uh, that road or those two miles, it's a two mile stretch and that uh, resident is talking about uh, 209th. 
which is also known as 37th Street, from Albany to Houston are two roads or two miles of stretch of road that definitely need to be uh, fixed by the city. The voters, thankfully, have approved in previous bond packages uh, the funding for that. Uh, I can tell the uh, resident and our community that the design is complete for both miles. The utilities are currently being relocated. ONG is finishing up right now the re relocation out of the right-of-way, the gas line. And from what I'm told, they're out of the way for the south mile, which would be from Houston to Kenosha. And if we get all the utilities taken care of, I believe the south mile is going to – we're going to go out to bid uh, for that south mile by the end of this year. And then the north mile, which would be from Kenosha to Albany, should follow shortly thereafter. So we understand that those two roads – that are a total of two miles need to be taken care of. And uh, I think there's going to start to see some improvements later this year or early next year. Sounds great. I love when there's an answer to something like that. They can think, all right, there's a light at the end of the tunnel or at the end of the bumpy road, if you will. 512. Now, Absolutely. one more thing for you, Michael. I wanted to talk, this is really fun. I know it's um, someone else's project, but the city, I believe, uh, will be talking about this later today. The inflatable water park that's proposed out there at the uh, Boy Scout camp. What do you know about that? Uh, I know a little bit about it. I met with uh, the individual, uh, Stephen Hager. He came to see me uh, several months ago about this uh, private ad uh, venture that he wanted to bring to Broken Arrow. And the first thing it does is, number one, it is a private venture, which shows that Stephen and his, his team believe that Broken Arrow is a great investment. And so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, a splash aquatic park. The council is going to vote this evening on what they call a specific use permit. Um, if, in fact, they approve that, the uh, Aquati Park is going to be open uh, from Memorial Day through September, and it's going to be placed on the lake at the Jack Graves Scout Reservation just off of New Orleans near NSUBA. That is really cool. Look forward to seeing that soon, and uh, we'll follow up tomorrow with that city council vote. But that's going to be our time for today on the BA Breakdown. Michael Spurgeon, the city manager in Broken Arrow, thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Take care.